Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Hello, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Just going to touch on the World Series uh, that's going on right now. Looks as though the uh, Red Sox are going to go up two games to none on the Dodgers. And realistically, uh, Dave Roberts is going to take some heat for this one because, you know, I don't really understand his lineup decisions. I get the analytics, but there's something to be said about putting literally your best hitters who are left-handers, all on the bench. Yes, I know Muncie, Bellinger, and Peterson are not great against lefties, but benching all of them is just not going to help you when you're the inferior team. The Dodgers are the inferior team in this series. They're inferior against Milwaukee, but Milwaukee was playing so many ridiculous, um, trying to do so many ridiculous mind games against the Dodgers that it eventually caught up with them and they burned out their bullpen. The Red Sox are a much better team than the Brewers. Any team that was going into this World Series uh, from the NL side was going to be at a disadvantage. So, uh, you know, when you start off at that position, yes, you can try to play angles, but realistically, your offense has to show up. The Dodgers do not have, and maybe this is going to turn around, but I I highly doubt it. it, tonight at least. Uh, but, you know, the Dodgers are not scoring nearly enough runs uh, to actually make a difference in this World Series. The Red Sox already got four runs. I don't know if the Dodgers can scratch that many together, even with Boston's weak bullpen. Because this lineup is very pedestrian. It's a very, I mean, honestly, it's not that much better than uh, an average level AL squad like the Angels. Even with Mike Trout, the Angels are an average AL squad. Uh, and I would even say because of Mike Trout, the Angels get a slight bump ahead of this Dodgers team. So when folks are going to, because they're going to question Dave Roberts' handling of the bullpen where he brings in Ryan Madsen, who, by the way, is not someone who actually has good postseason experience. Yes, he's won a World Series, but he wasn't very good in it. Uh, But, uh, you know, the issue being that, uh, and someone uh, did an analysis of this, is that Ryan Madsen, even though the changeup was one of his better pitches, he has uh, since opted away from it. And because of that, he is a very hittable hit, uh, pitcher that's been getting very lucky with his uh, uh, FIP uh, rating, which is uh, basically your expected uh, uh, fielding uh, in play percentage uh, of pitches. Madsen proceeds to walk Steve Pierce. Then 
the ball boy of all people comes out to the outfield and tells the outfielders to play at a deeper uh, uh, deeper uh, depth in the outfield facing J.D. Martinez, which I don't understand because, uh, again, it's Fenway Park. It's a very short ballpark. If J.D. Martinez gets a hold of a pitch, it's going out of the ballpark. Uh, I don't care where your outfielders are positioned. So, realistically, you should be playing no doubles defense, and instead they're playing uh, uh, they're playing at such a high depth that it's almost as if they're trying to prevent a home run from being hit, which you can't in that ballpark. So, I don't know why Yasiel Puig is basically because uh, uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the right field line at Fenway Park, if I'm not mistaken, is only 319 feet with pesky pole there. Uh, Yasiel Puig uh, basically was positioned at 300 feet. Like there's again, there's nothing he's going to be able to do if he if JD Martinez. Uh, it's a deep fly ball in right field. I, I don't get it at all, the positioning there. Uh, then you got, uh, you've got you got the monster out there. You know, any deep ball is going to hit the monster and ricochet off there. So you actually have to be positioned further in. Like, I don't understand playing deep in the outfield in Fenway. It, someone's going to have to explain that one to me from an analytics standpoint because just simple physics would tell you that Fenway Park, you play shallow and you hope that you cut off uh, singles and doubles. Uh, and if it splits the gap somehow, then you just have a lousy outfield. I mean, that's really all there is to it. So J.D. Martinez hits a flare uh, right right over to second baseman uh, that realistically is shallow enough that a, uh, a right fielder, if he's playing in, can actually dive and catch that ball. Puig, because he's playing deep, has no shot at it. And, you know, Martinez uh, drives in a couple of runs. And, you know, it's little things like that that people are going to second-guess. But it it should be second-guessed. I'm I'm, I'm not going to, like, sugarcoat it. Like, the Dodgers are not... uh, Same issues I had, uh, and I talked about this last year on the podcast... Uh, in that Astros World Series where, you know, Houston was the better team, but the Dodgers kind of gave it to him, even though uh, uh, A.J. A- a- Hinch, like, mismanaged the bullpen horribly uh, for the Astros uh, against the Dodgers. The Dodgers gave it right back to him with the way Dave Roberts was managing that uh, World Series. So, you know, this is not the first time I've been second-guessing Dave Roberts uh, uh, throughout the postseason. But, uh, you know, Dave Roberts... Because they believe so much in the analytics that their bullpen was actually going to hold up. That's the reason why you see Alex Wood uh, facing uh, uh, Nunez in Game 1 right before Nunez hits the three-run bomb that no one saw coming. Uh, The only thing I would preface that with is that Alex Wood had already given up two home runs while only facing four batters in the uh, postseason. So, again, why Alex Wood is in the World Series, in a high-leverage spot, I don't quite understand because clearly he was not adjusting well to the bullpen role that he's been given this postseason, and he's not even happy about pitching in the bullpen to begin with. So, there's that. <laughs> I mean, he, here's what it comes down to, uh, realistically. I wasn't expecting the Dodgers to win either game of the set at Fenway, 
So it's going to come down to coming to an NL ballpark, giving up the DH spot, and seeing where J.D. Martinez plays. Because I said this from the outset, J.D. Martinez can win someone the World Series when he was unsigned in the offseason. I was banging the drum for the Yankees to sign him. Then the Yankees made the Giancarlo Stanton trade, which, again, I'm not going to crush because, you know, even though I, I have my issues with Stanton, the value that the Yankees got from the Stanton deal for the first couple of years makes sense. I, I just know that I would have rather signed J.D. Martinez for less money, but that's just me. Uh, you know, you could sell a lot of Stanton jerseys, so th- there's that whole aspect too. But, uh, yeah, as I was saying, uh, the Red Sox win number one. Uh, it's probably going to be win number 117, you know, unless I'm going to jinx them, which I hope I do. And I get to do a correction on this one. But uh, the Red Sox look like uh, they're going to finish this one out. Uh, but this series is going to come down to uh, just how in the NL, uh, so Dodger Stadium, where uh, the Red Sox end, end up doing uh, defensively. So does J.D. Martinez go into the outfield and then you play Mookie Betts at second and severely weaken the best outfield in baseball uh, defensively? Uh, I, I think uh, that's probably where... Boston looks, uh, you know, Martinez isn't moving around that great either, uh, because they said he's got an angle issue, but you know, I'm very curious, uh, to see how it goes. And one would think that the Dodgers bring out their best lineup for game three, because now the right-hander pitchers for Boston are going to show up. So you've got, uh, Porcello and Evaldi going to be coming up next. Uh, so again, unless, uh, there's an implosion from Craig Kimbrell, uh, this series is going 2-0 in favor of Boston, heading out to L.A. And the uh, the Red Sox are in the position where they can uh, give up a game because you got you got three games in the L.A. Realistically, if Dave Roberts is going to manage it this way, there's not a chance the Dodgers win this series unless they actually start uh, playing lefties on lefties and just letting it ride because Kiki Hernandez cannot hit his way out of a paper bag right now. So you got to be able to change it up somehow. If you're Dave Roberts, you got to find a way, even though you love your analytics, you play the hitters who got you in the position to make the playoffs in the first place. Platooning everything, yes, it can work by the numbers, but when you actually have to go up against superior competition, it's not going to help you. It's like you have to kind of let the individual talents of your players take advantage somehow in in some way shape or form uh, and that's just the way I feel about it, it you know I, I, I'm sure some analytics expert would uh, rip my uh, argument to shreds uh, trying to cite war but you know I haven't seen a team outright win the World Series with analytics that did not employ at least some human element knowing when to use a particular hitter and it's not based strictly on the matchups because not every matchup is indicative of how the result will turn out. Hey, Throwdown Nation. Are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? 
Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Strau have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Anyway, moving on to, because uh, we, we've got a couple of news in the NFL and some trades that uh, took place. So, in the NFL, more fallout from the Raiders trade of Amari Cooper. Raiders players reportedly furious with John Gruden for prior to uh, the trade over the weekend last week saying that Amari Cooper would not be traded and that he is a corner piece of the uh, organization. That's according to uh, unnamed sources within the the Raiders locker room. Obviously, when you say you're a corner piece uh, of the uh, franchise and then you get traded the following week, that leads to a lot of credibility issues. However, this is not the first time such accusations have been labeled, uh, leveled at uh, Raiders head coach John Gruden. Uh, back in his days in Tampa Bay, people said the same thing uh, about him. Simeon Rice going so far as calling him a an actual lying scumbag, I believe was the term <laughs> Simeon Rice leveled at uh, uh, at. Uh, at Gruden saying he, he was a lying scumbag for how he handled uh, the Chris Sims situation. So uh, this is going back uh, a decade ago, but uh, in a game uh, against the Panthers. So I I think this was like 06, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and it, uh, so this uh, Gruden was still in charge of the Buccaneers, obviously, at the time. Uh, Chris Sims was starting QB. Uh, he just was getting mauled. Uh, repeatedly by Julius Peppers and uh, the Carolina defense uh, to the extent that no one knew how badly he was hurt. Turned out the guy, even though he was knocked out of the game and came back in it, he shouldn't have because what it turned out was that Chris Sims had ruptured his spleen. Now, for those of you who don't understand that, uh, when your spleen ruptures, you're bleeding profusely internally. So uh, Chris Sims lost over five pints of blood that uh, that day. And realistically, if he wasn't checked into the local hospital when he was, he probably could have died because of the amount of blood loss he sustained. Now, obviously, because of the injury, he never was able to recover in order to come back uh, to quarterback. So basically what John Gruden tried to do was he tried cutting the guy. Uh, and the Tampa Bay locker room just went nuts over it. You know, again, the NFL is a hard business. But literally, when a guy ruptures his spleen, nearly risks death to come back and play for you, and you still try to cut him, no one is ever going to forget that. And people immediately cited that when this uh, Mario Cooper trade talk. Now, it's not about life or death. It's just about the fact that John Gruden will say you're the guy, and then until the moment he decides you're not the guy, he will drop you like a hat. It's like it's It's just like players are such disposable commodities in John Gruden's world and people will say that uh, John Gruden's old school. I would say more that John Gruden is that disciplinarian, totalitarian guy who his way goes. It doesn't matter what your opinion is. So that in his world as a leader, you know, if you don't share in his vision and are completely buying into his vision, you're not worth having around. And even if you do buy into his vision, if he doesn't think your value is going to be sustainable, He's just going to get rid of you 
like at a moment's notice without even uh, consulting with you or at least giving you a heads up as to where you stand in the organization. So that's uh, part of the dynamic against John Gruden where folks just do not believe he's a genuine person. He uh, they, they would attribute him to being a bit of a phony. And I don't really have anything to disagree with that. It, it's just one of those cases where John Gruden is who he is. This is what he's always done, and nothing is going to change that. So moving on to some of the other moves that have happened. Uh, the Giants uh, traded Eli Apple, uh, and this uh, this move came on Tuesday. Uh, Eli Apple traded uh, to the Saints for a fourth-round pick and a seventh-round pick, which, to be honest, is a pretty good haul if you're the New York Giants because Eli Apple constantly holding people it got exposed again Monday night against the Falcons he is not a very good corner he is about league average people keep saying that metrics wise he grades out as to being uh sometimes being an above average corner especially in his rookie year but the book on him has been exposed the reason why he hasn't been as good as his rookie year is that teams have figured out if you put double moves on him he will grab and hold because he doesn't know how to react and use his speed properly you know, maybe he needs to change his scenery, but the fact of the matter is, like, he's shown immaturity issues. He's shown technique issues. This is a one of the worst top ten draft picks uh, in the last decade alone. Uh, and, of course, it's an indictment of Jerry Reese once again. But, you know, with all the position needs that the Giants needed, we did not need a cornerback at the time. Like, Eli Apple is one of the biggest calling cards I, I had for Jerry Reese getting fired because his signing made no sense whatsoever uh, in terms of a draft selection. It, it didn't feel uh, fill any needs on the Giants, and it uh, and it actually made the team worse because of all the penalties he drew. So that was a foregone conclusion. Earlier today, the Giants traded uh, Damon Snacks Harrison uh, to the Lions for a fifth round pick, and the general consensus among Giants fans is what a dumpster fire of a trade that we couldn't get more value for Snacks Harrison. Here's the problem. If Snacks Harrison was dealt in the offseason like I was suggesting, the Giants could have at least gotten a, uh, uh, maybe a late round second pick on a good team or a third round pick. People saw that Snacks was not as effective as he has been in the past and the biggest issue is the Giants playing a 3-4 defense did not suit Snacks' skill set. Snacks is a run-stop only uh, uh, defensive tackle. He's not a true nose tackle because he can't rush the passer. He's not going to get any interior rush, so he's not going to grade out as well uh, if you look at the metrics. He needs someone else to assist him in the pass rushing aspect. But he is still an elite run-stopper, and that's where his value comes in. However, in the middle of the year, when... You know, his play hasn't been up to the usual standards, and he's making eight mil a year. That's what happens. This becomes more of a salary dump play for the Giants to free up cap space for next year. The Giants are going to, and again, this is my argument for not drafting the QB, not drafting Saquon, but trading down and getting as many picks as humanly possible. It does the Giants need to reload the roster with enough valuable draft picks that, you know, maybe the kids can't play well enough year one, but year two, they're ready to go. Like, the Giants try to win now 
doing the patchwork on the offensive line needed a lot of ifs, and that if included the defense being able to convert to a 3-4 without having growing pains, and guess what? That did not work out at all, amongst other things on the Giants. So, Giants are in the full rebuild right now, and, you know, this is going to be the end of Eli Manning's career, unfortunately, because he can't stick around for another rebuild. This is uh, this just not going to work. You know, I feel bad about it, and Eli doesn't want to get traded. He, he's, a, he's a true consummate pro and a franchise guy. That I, I, I can respect that, at least. Uh, try to start over new just to chase... One more Super Bowl ring when he already has two. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So he's going to try to ride this one out. Uh, maybe the Giants try to play La Letta, But realistically, none of those QBs are ready to actually play NFL football outside of Eli. No matter what Giants fans may want to hear. So uh, that's where uh, the Giants uh, stand at the moment. It's not pretty, but it is necessary what has to be done in getting enough draft picks to actually bring in quality talent because you've got to get these draft picks right. And that's where Dave Gettleman still has a lot of work to do because, you know, the free agency class that he brought in was not up to par. I mean, I I laughed laughed, uh, when uh, you you bring in Jonathan Stewart, who is on, like, he was on his last legs three years ago. So Jonathan Stewart had no business being on this roster whatsoever. Other than to be a spy for Gettleman, but uh, that's a whole nother matter. Uh, but Nate Solder, like I said, is done. <clears throat> There's not much to say about that. You're going to have to get another <clears throat> left tackle in the draft, most likely, and shift Solder over to right tackle. Even though that may be a blow to his ego, don't really care. Uh, we got to find guys who can play. And that's the bottom line. It's, it's, it's going to be a painful process, Giants fans, but you better get used to it because that's the way it is right now. In injury news, uh, Blau Powell uh, suffered a severe neck injury against the Vikings. It, you know, unfortunately looks as though this may be the end of his playing career. Uh, but, uh, you know, just in terms of, because I have to report it, in terms of value, it does add to Isaiah Crowell just because he won't have to split carries uh, for the most part. Uh, the Jets will call up couple of folks from the practice squad in the interim but it's it's tough kind of delivering news like this because Bilal Powell was in the last year of his deal the Jets weren't going to bring him back but you know he could have gotten a couple more million from another team next year as being a valuable backup but uh you know it's always tough seeing a guy's career end that way you know uh, given the fact that he was a productive Jet for over uh, six and a half years so uh, best wishes to Blob Howe and hopefully a speedy recovery that it doesn't end his career. Uh, but uh, surgery is uh, uh, scheduled for next week. Moving on to the Thursday night football game, we have yet another clunker. We've got, although technically it shouldn't be considered a clunker because they are winning teams, but man, these are not teams that we would, anyone would actually consider playoff uh, contenders. Uh, you, we have the Miami Dolphins traveling to Houston to play the Texans in what amounts to a revenge game of sorts for both Brock Osweiler for the Dolphins and <laughs> Lamar Miller uh, for the Texans. Oh, man. You know, I, I can't keep a straight face. I mean, these teams suck. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I can't. These are realistically... Eight and eight teams that have benefited from mediocre schedules, 
I mean, the Texans lost to us for crying out loud, and you know we barely qualify as a NFL team at the moment, given the way the Giants have to uh, trade off players because of how lousy the offensive line is. But uh, it's it's a it's uh, it's just a joke. Uh, but anyway, uh, getting into the thick of things uh, for. Those of you looking to uh, play certain players, Kiki Kuti is out, so uh, the offense for the Texans is going to be primarily based in pass attack on DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. They both should have good games. Uh, I look for the Texans to actually keep running the ball with Lamar Miller, and this being the revenge game, uh, considering that Lamar Miller spent his first four years in the league uh, with the Dolphins, so uh, you got uh, value there. Uh, on the Dolphins' side, a ton of injuries on the wide receiver front. Uh, Kenny Stills is out. Uh, Albert Wilson's out. So basically, you're looking at Devontae Parker and Jakeem Grant that uh, Osweiler's throwing to. I mean, this is bad. <laughs> it's, like I, it's like I don't even know how to summarize it other than this is bad. Uh, so I, I kind of look at it as a case where the Texans... Being favored seven and a half, seven and a half is a big number. Uh, if that line drops to seven, I would take the seven. Six and a half, definitely Texans. Seven and a half, you know, the Texans are not a good football team either. So I, I could see Miami putting up a fight here. But man, this is not good. This is not a good matchup for Miami right now. They got a lot of injuries. Texans should win this one, which of course means that Texans are going to lay an egg and. Somehow, Bill O'Brien will not get called out for being one of the worst coaches in the NFL. But hey, uh, you know, it is what it is, <laughs> I, I guess. Uh, if you got friends in the media, they, that certainly helps. But um, yeah, in, in terms of the rest of the matchup, again, the Texans off uh, Texans realistically should be able to overwhelm Miami's offensive line. Uh, Clowney and J.J. Watt should have good days in terms of the sack department on Brock Osweiler who holds on the ball too long and is also statues uh, being over 6'5". So, I mean, you can take the big man down uh, with relative ease. So I, I look for the Texans to win this one. It's just uh, on the point spread basis, I, I don't like the 7.5, but uh, on the money line, definitely uh, I have no problem taking the Texans. So uh, that's what's going to do it for today. I'll get into some other stories uh, that I have percolating, but it's already getting laid in. The Red Sox did actually, in fact, win uh, Game 2 of the World Series, so they're up 2-0. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll take it from there. Uh, and, uh, you know, more to come in the World Series, but realistically, the Dodgers got to win the Game 3. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So that does it for tonight. Have a good one, folks, and uh, catch you up around for the weekend. <laughs> It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll, I'll take Giselle, okay? <laughs> is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The 
the game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.